So this is the second episode of Friday Night Shudder. I'm recording this introduction just about the day after the first one went up and it seems to have pretty good success so far. Um, Six listens, which makes me feel like John Grisham, to be honest, because I always assume that you start off very slow with this sort of thing and also no one has to listen in the first place. So six listens is pretty good. And I feel like it's a good foundation to grow from. Quality-wise, I think the last episode could have been a lot better. I, I, I essentially, my plan was to do more structure to it. But then I thought, really, I just need to do it. Because if I don't finish it and put up, I'm probably going to delay it for months and months. And it was already delayed for about six weeks beforehand. So I figured, put up and then fix it in the sophomore follow-up which is this obviously everyone talks about sophomore slump in podcasts and movies and tvs and all of that but i think it's quite good and i made something that i'm not terribly happy with because there's in theory no way to go but up so i have to apologize for that i also have to apologize we lost uh, the well i lost rather i always speaking in plural instead of singular i lost the sponsor carbonated soda because apparently if you keep calling your sponsor by wrong name you lose them so we have no sponsor i have no sponsor now in this podcast so hopefully something will turn up because you know you gotta pay you gotta pay those oh those exclusive podcast babies somehow <laughs> so we'll wait and i'll wait and see about that and from there i guess the review I'm going to be doing, recap, review, commentary, podcast, whatever, is going to be VHS. It's going to be a bit more structured than the last one. The gist of it is going to be with segments this time, instead of just one long stream. I mean, it'll still play as one long stream of content, but it'll be segments split up um, with little bits between them. Because VHS is quite good, because it's an anthology horror movie. There's a lot of... um. Parts you can do, you can sort of split whole thing up into like chapters and review each one on its own merits and then at the end bring it all back. Kind of like a really poor, completely English in terms of dialect accented version of Pulp Fiction, but nowhere near as good because it's Pulp Fiction, it's not going to be anywhere near as good. MVHS is nowhere near as good as Pulp Fiction, but is. A very enjoyably trashy horror movie, and it's going to be next review. So I hope you stay tuned and keep watching, keep listening, because this is going to be good. And after all, life is beautiful. So we're at Magnet Mo- Magnet Logo, the production company made movie. Just picture of Magnet, the collective, which is like the actual creative team who came up with the movie, I guess. Um, bloody disgusting productions. Uh, yep, with a very gory thing. Anyway, here we go. We're at VHS introductions like first chapter it's like a framing device um pop fiction but not as good so again lots of static images um vhs errors kind of like in grindhouse how they dirtied up production the techniques 
bring the um, original framing negative make it more atmospheric um so first thing you see is a guy trying to hide now he's set up camera because he wants to record a liaison with his um missus or his partner this guy looks a lot like doug walker from um that guy with glasses.com jang awesome uh and then we cut to john paul george and ringo a merry band of guys in bad lavas and like face masks, face scarf masks, I guess, just driving around aimlessly talking about how they're going to throw up yellow submarine. Um, they decide that they're going to have some fun and be trolls, for lack of a better term, although I think this may be for that really came popularised. They've got a camera. They no, longer want, they no longer want to record a throw up to yellow submarine. They just want to um, assault a woman and take her top off and then record it for the, you know, purposes of their own home entertainment i guess so this is difficult to recap because this is really sleazy and uncomfortable watching disturbing and dis- vaguely disgusting and and it's all those things and yet at the same time like it does give the movie a trashy feel which movies don't seem to have nowadays because they don't do this sort of stuff that often uh i don't know whether that's a good thing per se but if they were going for the trashy 80s field, they certainly nailed it there. And we cut to them smashing stuff up with baseball bats, smashing windows and that sort of thing. They're trolls. Real life trolls. Just smashing up stuff. Making their own entertainment. They won't make their own YouTube channel. You know, they got to get those hits as you know, morons like Logan Paul would say. And what gets hits more than literal hits, like kicking through glass and smashing stuff. It's quite an, I wouldn't say interesting idea for a horror movie, but it's quite cool that they're going this route of having it look really cheap and nasty and having these, the four Beatles, the Beatles from Liverpool, having these um, hooligans, as you might call them, smash stuff up and generally be assholes. Like, they're, they're thoroughly unlikable people. And you're not rooting for them. And it's quite a thing that horror tends to do quite nicely. Is it doesn't need characters you actually like to be effective movie. In fact, more dislike the more effective movies usually are. So back to the original couple and they're uh, getting down and dirty. And I'm, I say dirty because it's a disgusting, like, bed and breakfast or motel or whatever it is that they're in. Back to John, Paul, George and Ringo. They're being very crude with an image of an old... Old as in pictures old, but young as in it's a young woman, I guess, on a farm. Oh, Christ, there's so much ink cutting. Back to couple who are getting down and dirty in a down and dirty motel room. Back to Ringo, I guess, who's like, hey, hey, we've found something here. Way. Maybe he's found the original negatives or something to all Beatles songs. They're watching their footage from earlier. They're just a bunch of lads watching some YouTube stuff. And John is just furious. He's like, no, you know, we, we could make more if we smash more stuff. And everyone tells him that's not a viable business strategy. Even on YouTube, eventually you'll have to pay for the stuff you smash. And he just says, but imagine, imagine. Imagine a way where you didn't have to pay smashing stuff. And that's possibly worst John Lennon accent ever put 
on any form of entertainment or media. But that's fine, you know. We're all here to have fun. We're all here to have fun. <laughs> so this dialogue is completely inconsequential. It's just, like I say, a bunch of lads being lads, probably, you know, having fun, going on grinder, you know, jogging, that sort of thing. Anyway, John smashes the TV and says he can't understand what their main goal is at this point. But as they it cuts to later on, and I have no idea what the time frame for this movie is, they're driving to a concert, I guess, maybe. No, I don't think... If, if Beatles were actually like this, I don't think they would have succeeded. These guys seem quite aimless and just doing stuff for the lols, which is good troll vernacular, but in terms of the actual movie, in terms of them trying to come across as people who have clue what they're doing, they fail. Although I don't think they're meant to, so, you know, maybe I'm just reading it wrong. The interesting start to the movie, because Hostel um, had similar horrendously awful human beings in main roles like, like the characters the actors probably fine people the characters and this movie's following that and oh my god it's got a close-up of this guy's lips and his nose and his tash and oh, it's not something you want to see and guys just um well he's not finished they haven't even started yet but guy and woman from earlier and his missus um, she's discovered that there's a camera there. I don't think he's hiding it particularly, but um, and now we're cutting back to the Beatles, and this is a lot of cutting. So they're breaking in some guy's house, I guess, to steal a tape or something. I mean, it's sort of difficult because I can't have dialogue on too loud. I have seen this movie a lot, so I know just, but I can't have dialogue on too loud because if it goes too loud. It'll probably infringe on six or seven thousand degrees of copyright. Even if this is not making money now, in theory, some debt might. So you know you don't want to piss off the big boys too early, and there's no bigger boys than collective and play disgusting. Let so let me assure you, they are the biggest boys of them all. If I'm not saying much, it's because they're literally trying to break into the house and they've only just managed to. There's not a lot of recapping stuff like this. Incidentally, I've had a few, I had a comment or a couple of comments about how it's a long podcast and it is, but the joy of this movie is because it's going to be segments that you can literally tune in and out at the end of each segment. So hopefully. I mean, I'm hoping people just watch VHS and listen to this while VHS is playing. But if you don't want to, that's fine. It's more segmented this week. I don't know if that's thing that will stay. It depends on movie, I guess. But in theory, I'll make recording easier. So I don't have to record all in one go. I can record in batches, which is better because a lot of these movies like are very difficult to sit through more than once, to be honest, in a long sitting. And I don't have to watch these things two or three times. I've racing. I think some movies, new ones, I will watch a couple of times before I do these recordings. Or some were be better about them. But VHS, I've seen so much, so many times, that I'm not going to watch it necessarily all in one go because it's just it's quite an endurance feat of a movie, to be honest. So, Paul, I guess, is startled by a door opening and he's gone into a room with loads of cameras and TV screens set up and a guy who looks to be dead 
Well, I guess he didn't um, make it. I was going to make a Beatles poem, but I can't remember what the song was about the... Um, uh, when I die when I'm 64 or something like that. Anyway, uh, very old, much older looking Mark Hamill-esque actor. He's just dead in the chair. And they decided that he's just going to steal his food. You know, a bunch of meanies, a bunch of blue meanies, because they're all wearing blue and they're horrible people. Uh, John goes upstairs and that flashlight and that strobe lighting is giving me flashbacks to what F1 thought. Um, the solar flares and lens flares from all of J.J. Abrams' movies, although that's much worse because these guys don't really know how to shoot a movie. Just part of the charm, it looks amateurish, and I think that's the point, but it's just, visually it's not a very nice movie. Which, again, it's the point, but sometimes, you know, you want some striking visuals instead of cheap and sleazy shit. I watch a lot of cheap and sleazy shit, and most of it's not for this podcast, so, you know, it's quite nice sometimes to watch movies where you don't feel like you are literally watching something, watching a negative and it's being run over by a car. These characters are particularly awful human beings, and the actors, I think they're doing a good job portraying how scummy these characters are, but it's not entertaining to watch, and this is my least favourite part of the movie, to be honest. You have to get through these this framing device to get to the core movie, and I understand why they did it, because anthology movies do need a framing device, but this is just, oh, so bad. And we'll come back to this later on. Anyway, he's pressing play on video, so this will, in a few minutes, end the first segment. Oh no, it's ejecting video and it's going to go on for a bit longer. We've got to see every excruciating detail of this. And not in Tarantino way where it's beard intention. This is just like some arsehole with a shitty beard. I guess this is George Harrison's character. With George Harrison equivalent. Rest in peace, George. Anyway, he's watching first thing, so I'm going to press pause now. <laughs> and we're recording the end. The start of the movie is the last thing I'm recording from the movie, and sorry, we're in progress bit with the Google Glass, uh, Google Glass boys, the lads, the lads being lads, and they're uh, recording with glasses, and got this nerdy guy who I'm going to call Jeff, his arsehole guy I'm going to call Cliff, named after Clifford the Big Red Dog, that fuck. Fuck it. And we got um Barnaby, the arsehole. And basically just is you've got nerdy guy, you got the dickhead guy, jock guy, and you got the guy who doesn't do anything. Um and the guy who doesn't do anything, Barnaby is simulating sets and now they're driving and they're watching pawns they drive because we are dealing with the classiest human beings on the planet. Uh, I sound exhausted, which won't make any sense, because in future chapters, I'm going to sound really enthusiastic. This has been recorded way out of order. They're at a shitty club. Looks just like the one of the terrible ones from university, like the the angel that I used to go to an Avarice with. Instead, they used to go to Avarice with. It's an amazing place. These places look like shit. Um, Clifford is being an asshole. They're in another terrible nightclub. They're bar. 
we see a very a woman with really big eyes who I'm going to call uh, Consuela. No, I'm going to call Connie. They see another woman um, who this looks like the first movie, and she's not sure where her career is going. And after this movie, she won't be any wiser. I'm going to call her Becky Quo because I like that name. Becky Quo is like quite into the whole idea of like flirting with these assholes. She doesn't mind flirting with Clifford. She's quite, quite pleasing to the eyes, but the bartender doesn't look convinced. He thinks that he might have to call the cops, and I think he's going to bar these guys in a second. They all look very drunk, and Barnaby is just a complete asshole who's talking shit. Becky Quo is trying to convince Clifford that he might be in, but oh, and there's Connie. Connie looks very confused and very stoned. Um, this segment is, this chapter is called Lads Being Lads by Oh, there's Connie, and she's got big, big fucking eyes, huge eyes, anime eyes, and she's saying she likes Jeff. She's got big, bugged out, drugged up eyes. She looks like she's having a cocaine concoction. Uh, Jeff tries to buy her a drink, but she's like, I don't drink. And then she drinks some alcohol, so he's very confused. Jeff is trying to convince her to come join them, but she she only knows one line of English, which is, I like you. And Jeff is like, hey, I like you too, but he's really drunk, and his head is looks as sore as mine. Connie keeps saying, I like you, and it's at this point that any sane person would be like, I'm out, I'm not dealing with you. Jeff is in the bathroom, he looks really drunk. And he's laughing about how drunk he is. And he's, um... It's a bit of a dumbass, because he's really smug. Um, so he walks out the bathroom, and we cut to him staring at Connie, who's staring at, Bar- at Cliff. At Barnby and Clifford picks up, um... Uh, Becky Quo. And F1's place looks really drunk and high. And they're all having fun and drinking alcohol and living a high life. They're all, I think they may be students, but they all look like they're about to be kicked out. And they're pushed out and they're like, hey, hey we don't care, we'll leave anyway. And Barton's like, why don't you fuck off? Bounces are like, why don't you fuck off even? And Clifford is like, you know, we're going to do some drugs because we're young, we're hip, we're... We're badass, we want to do some drugs, we want to do some, some black uh, cocaine. They talk to Connie, or they try and talk to Connie, but she wants nothing to do with any of them. Um, Barnby's really bad reflexes because he goes down to have chat there and she's moved by the time he gets down there. And he looks confused, Becky Quo comes over and she's like, guys, let's party. And they're like, okay. So, despite being like seven people a few minutes ago, now they're... Well, ten people, now they're down to five. Clifford doesn't... Barnaby doesn't seem realise that if you have two two ladies and three guys, the map is off. But he doesn't look like Bryce Spark on planet. Bequo is trying to... I don't know why she's bothering with Barnby. He looks really fucking high. And he's, his entire look screams date rapist. And, like, even before you get to some of the bits coming up, he really does look like date rapist. These guys look like guys, even the character from Hostel be like, we want enough to do with you. So, that, they're dream driven by tax driver, and 
Clifford uh, convinces Connie to do some cocaine, and he's talking about having a scotch of cocaine, which I don't think he understands what cocaine is or how it works. And I don't think you should really give someone you've just met. You shouldn't really do cocaine anyway, but you definitely shouldn't give it to someone you've just met, let alone someone's eyes are already that bugged. I mean, she looked high. She looked high before this, and now she looks super high. Movie's an important job by way of um, trying to make out whether Becky Quote and Clifford are actually dating or whether they've just met tonight. I don't think it really matters. Movie's not really doing a good job of creating any characters. It's amazing how quick this segment, it took so long for, and that feels so quick. I must skip the fair bit at the start because there's a lot of explanation about how Google Glasses work, but anyway, fuck it. So Jeff is really out of it. Well, I think he's out of it. This actor looks very alert, and they haven't shown him doing any heroin or cocaine. So he shouldn't be this alert. Maybe it's like Hollywood where they think that weed makes you paranoid. Maybe they think also makes you super alert, which I do not believe is the case. He's in bathroom and where he goes out of bathroom and Connie is lying on bed and Becky Quo and Cliff and um, Clifford are getting and Barbie sound coach laughing. He looks really high. Um Jeff and Con- Jeff Connie's trying to get Jeff into swim things. No, like, I, 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 did, I did my partying a lot when I was younger and last year. I don't remember being in situations like this. Like, the idea of public... Hollywood's weird thing where they seem to think that people... Maybe they do, and it's just maybe I just... Pick my friends better, but I've no desire to be in this sort of situation with my... With friends, like, why would you want to... I, have sex in the same room as your friends. Like this. And especially, like, Barnby clearly looks like he wants to be tapped in. And, like, getting a weird freeway. Like, a devil's freeway, I guess. But why would you want to do that? Like, that's... Strange to me. Like, I'm all for experimentation. But that's, like... It's, it's, it is weird. Like, it's strange. Like, but the impression I get is Barnby wants to watch Clifford and Jeff have sex with at the same with um a lady each at the same time. That's just weird. Like, I'm just gonna say it. That's odd. It's just strange. Like the anyway, Beckway's falling asleep. She's out like a light. And Clifford's pissed because he didn't realise up now. And he's trying to wake her up because he is creepy and screaming date rapist. He's trying to get her in the mood, but she's not buying it. And he's pissed off. He's fucking furious now. He's like, he's turned his friend shut up. Barnby's still laughing. And Clifford is full on furious now because he wanted this evening to go one way. And it's not, it's all like, maybe you shouldn't have given her cocaine and weed and alcohol, you stupid fuckhead. No sympathy for this character. But he's proper angry. He threatens Barnby. And I think this guy's done way too many drugs. He wants sex. But I think he's like. Hasn't properly done the drug contest. He hasn't properly managed his drug levels. But then he turns and he sees. He sees Connie. And he's like. 
there's, we don't need two women. We can we both take one. And so he's trying, he's let, getting into swim fins, and she doesn't look like she wants to at all. She looks very nervous, but um, very confused. And Jeff is like, dude, what's going on? And she's reluctant, but she's going with it. So I guess she's given some form of consent. And Jeff is like, no, I really don't want to watch Clifford have sex with her. But Clifford is pointing out, he's sort of like, come over here, get involved, get in game. And Connie isn't dissuading. So Jeff walks back over, chagrined. He's like, he doesn't really know what to do. Connie can't take her eyes off Jeff. She wants him. So clearly she wants him. And, oh, here we go, full nudity. And that is really her, her feet look weird, by the way. They look odd, and these guys are too drunk to re-notice. I mean, here's the thing. I get that this movie's going sleazy, but that's really... I feel really uncomfortable, and I feel really bad for the actress. It's really manipulative. So she flips him over and mounts him, and then she's really getting into it now, and she grabs Jeff. And she kisses him, and her mouth and her tongue are completely black. And it's a really wet slop kiss. And then she reaches for his jeans and starts taking his um, pants off and reaching to grab his penis. And she's going to do the... Um... Oh, but then she's, she's going to jerk him off. But then, Barnby, you fuck. He wants to get involved and he's too drunk. And she's like, no, no, see, where she draws the line is four guys, three guys bang their... It's jerking one guy off while mounting one guy and then getting reamed from behind by another guy. That's where she draws the line. Even Jeff is like, that shit's weird. They're my best friends and we're literally all going to be hitting up this woman at the same time. So Barnby is walking over to it, completely naked and... Jeff is inconsolable. He's like, that's fucked up. I don't want him part of this. But then he's smiling because he can't act. And he's like, I might go off, go for this after all. Because what a dickhead. But he can't because Barbie runs in and he's got a gaping wound on his hand and he only seems mildly concerned about it. And then she's, he's sort of like, what is this woman's problem? And her back is opened up and her spine is almost popping out and she's screaming at Connie and she's screams at him and roars and Connie is ripping open Clifford's chest and she's biting him and Jeff and Barnby both run for the bathroom. Barnby's butt naked and we need we need equality in horror movies, that's true. We need more equality so we get a shot of him fully naked because you know the fan service has to be fan disservice rather has to be really awkward to watch. You know, and Clifford is literally having every part of him ripped open and part and limbs and hands and that ripped off. And Barbie's like, We got we got we gotta do something and Jeff's like, What? And Barbie's like, We we could we could you no know, beat her up and Jeff and then um nope because they they decide to go back in the bathroom when Connie jumps up in the air holding Clifford, and they both jump the floor. And that's where nudity was, by the way, because you need nudity horror movies, and I'm not feeling great at all.
and Jeff's trying to figure out what to do and Barnby's trying to use this crazy drug strength to rip the shower beam off and he's got it and he uses it he's got it like a crowbar but he can't open the door because he's a fucking idiot and he's using the um, shower pipe as like a shower bar as like a beam even as like a lead pipe and he's Connie's there and she's making a weird motion with her hands and Barnby squeezes lunges even no he doesn't lunge hasn't lunged yet he's going for a home run uh, Jeff tries to wake Becky up but she's out cold and Barnby says there's the um, Becky go fuck safe tries swinging but she grabs it easily throws him down and starts chewing and chewing and kind of teeth chugging and Jeff is trying to figure out what to do and he finds Clifford's body and he's been massacred, fucking ripped to bits. And TV Sue playing a horror movie, which is generic foreshadowing. And Jeff, I don't know whether he turns safe here or not, but he's saying ages trying to leave. And he's crawling now and he looks petrified. Um, the lamp's broke and he's trying to figure out whether he can get to the door or not. I don't think it's been hurt at this point, but it's kind of poorly edited. And um, Connie is literally eating Bambi, ripping him bits. Um, and she's ripped his penis and his balls off because we can see them. And that's lovely. You know, like, that's that's how it makes someone feel better when they've got a headache and their stomach's a bit chippy. To see a dismembered penis and some balls and some testicles. Lovely. And she's spitting up blood and Jeff's trying to get to the door as quickly as he can. And I this this movie really is disgusting. And this is a way to end po- to end the movie part of the podcast. And Jeff is running for his life and he's trying to get people to no, he's not trying to get pissed him. He's running through the door. And like fucking idiot, he falls downstairs. No, he hasn't fallen downstairs yet. Now he falls. What a twat. And he's fucked up his hand because his bone's sticking out. And it's only one flight of stairs, you dumbass. And literally, you can see bones sticking out of his hand. And he looks... Oh, it's kind of gross. He's trying to get up, but there's blood everywhere. And his hand is actually fucked. How would you fall like that? You have that's very specific, like very specific injury, and he's trying to crawl away. Uh, he's trying to crawl away, and then looks up, and Connie's there, and her face is messed up, and you can see like she's proper demonic, like siren level now, and um, she's walking down, she's crawling downstairs, and now she's saying something, and her face is fucked up. And she's like, we can we can make love now. And I gotta tell you, this is like, this is terrifying. She's saying she likes Jeff, and at this point, he should just go with it because like you don't want to mess with a woman who's got that sort of expression. And she's trying to she makes lips of lips, and she's making the gesture that she wants to please him and go down low, and she's trying to give him a blowjob and Jeff doesn't look convinced he looks really sad instead of her thinking maybe if I try a different technique 
she just looks really sad and he's not getting into it doesn't really think about the fact that she's just murdered two best friends uh, I guess being a siren is different rules she's like no like and she looks really sad and starts crying and at this point you might think in Jeff look what you've done you've made her cry but she just murdered his best friends and he's literally in shock I mean, he just saw his bet. Well, he just saw Marmby's penis. Like you know, I didn't like Marmby. I didn't rate him, but you know, you you have figured that seeing your best friend's dismembered penis and balls is quite a worrying thing to see. Like no one's coming back from that. She's proper screaming now, and Jeff is crawling for the door, and she roars, and Jeff is crawling fast as he can. He's trying to get to his feet. Managed somehow managed to get to his feet. He's running. He's knocking on doors. Uh, no one's answering. Because would you answer? Woman at windows like fuck off, fuck off, get out of here. Another woman at windows so like Gavi, you're bleeding. He's bleeding profusely, and she's telling him get out. And he Jeff is running as a guy and his daughter come out. And Jeff and this guy a pickup truck bats up because Jeff is pulled up into the sky by Connie. And they're flying, and they're flying, literally flying, and he's screaming. And Connie, that is a terrible effect shot. And Connie's going and going and going, and she's going. And no, 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 no. Either Jeff falls and dies, or his Google Glass is full. It's not made clear. Anyway, that is the last chapter. So in a jolly bizarre twist, I recorded the uh, footage, uh, sorry, audio for chapter two, which was about the um, the succubus story in VHS, and it decided to, well not it decided, when I was editing it, because I'm trying to edit each segment as I, or chapter as I go along, it said, oh, do you want trim seven seconds? And I did. And then it deleted all but seven seconds of the video, of the audio. So I took a break for a while. And now I'm going to be doing the section, the second half lap. So it's the second, um, I guess, framing device. So this is quite strange. As you go back and listen to this, when I put segment two back in it would have been recorded after i watched segment three so this is going to be quite a strange podcast but you know what can you do so i will press play now so it's just it's just the tail end of the last bit and now we're back to framing device it's a chair with uh i don't know Paul's just walked in the room and the zombie guy is the... I mean, it's not a zombie yet, he's dead. So, you know, he'll come back as zombie, we all know that. But at the moment, he's dead. Uh, camera is readjusted because it's put down looking at the zombie guy. And now we're coming back to the video from before. With the woman find out that she her partner is making sex tape about them. And she's not happy about it. And then we're back to the framing device. And oh. John is walking downstairs um, into the basement. He's flashing his torch everywhere. He's a bunch of cleaning supplies. He's looking for that mysterious tape or whatever it is. The do sex machine they're looking for. 
you can't find shit so there's a lot of nothing going on a lot of showing off of tools and paint and stuff I mean it's a house guys come on get on with it what the fuck is this it's just a big big ball of nothing at this point you literally just it's just household objects like oh the they found loads of videotapes the guy had and um, they're not sure which one you know, I like to think this is every copy of VHS on, on VHS. And they just thought, hey, we'll promote it. It's a bit like um, Bad Ben, where you guys obviously try and get, sell his house, but no one buys. So he just keeps making more movies, hoping someone will buy it from him so he can make a profit. But, you know, the movies are terrible. No, I actually like Bad Ben, though. Shadrav gets it. It's definitely on my list, but... Anyway, I'm I'm rambling because nothing is happening. This is one of the most boring framing devices I've ever seen. I mean, it doesn't doesn't hit. I've got the sound turned off for copyright reasons, but oh my god, guys! Like, literally nothing is happening. So, I'm gonna recommend alcoholic beverage again. You know, it's a wonderful way to spend an evening, and they're a great sponsor. Oh, taste that almond corn butter taste. Oh, it's wonderful. Christ, can they get on with it? Movies like I I saw the um time of it. And apparently, it's an hour fifty eight or something, and it's like nothing is happening. I always assumed this was like a really quick ninety minute movie, but actually having to talk about it, it's just like get on with it for God's sake, like. Okay, so he's going to put enough tape in. So there's multiple VHSs, I guess. And that's almost the end of framing device. So for now, thank God. Four minutes of my life, I'll never get back. I won't get the time back, the 18 minutes of the upload video. I won't get back. So zombie guy in the background who's not a zombie yet is... Yeah, so that's the end of that framing device so we can pause here so this is segment or chapter two wow we're getting going now and i'll press play and it's a close-up of a woman's face and she has short black hair and the smile of someone not being beaten down by hollywood and she's in a car in the desert. And this is a riveting way to start. She's talking. I can't really hear anything she's saying. Sorry, for context, I'm watching this on my awesome TV. Because, you know, you need an awesome TV. And unfortunately, I have to turn sound down because I don't want to be sued for copyright. Now they're at a gas station. Customers, please play here. Play or pay. Meeting her beau, if you, for lack of a better term. Uh, he's kind of a dopey looking guy, but this is Hollywood, so that's gay. Looks like a bird shit all over the windows. Go admire the atmospheric quality of that. And it looks like, in contrast to last section, which, as I mentioned, I need to re-record. So this is going to be horribly out of context. So in that section, you'll notice a bunch of lads being lads, and now it's a couple being coupley. They're going for a walking woods... 
were driving woods, I guess, driving desert, woody desert forest area. And now they're in town. They're moving past some wind chimes. I'm getting flashbacks to Bay. You're getting flash forwards to Bay because I'll be getting to that shortly in a review in about a month's time, I guess. Oh, we see a horse. Oh, it looks so happy. Or drugged up. Happy or drugged up. I mean, this is quite a nice thematic con- throwback to the last segment, which was about a bunch of druggy lads. And now it's a very stoned looking horse. But it looks so happy. Seriously, like, you have a bad day at work and you wish that you could be zoned out as this horse, but for what you need to get that zoned out, it would be, like, probably disastrous for your career. That's Twilight and not the movie or the book, but just Twilight, American flag in background, because, yeah, America, fuck yeah, it's the best. And they're driving some more. And driving and driving. And it's cloudy. And it's, um, oh shit, the camera's going away from the place. What the fuck is that about? It's like the, and now we cut static and we're in the room and the bedroom, the, the temporary boudoirs is, and it doesn't look very nice. And they got, instead of a super comfy double bed, they got two beds, single beds. And they've got a little desk in the middle for them to stop them sliding together for some like carnal joys. And the woman's got a camera and she's recording the door and... I don't know, like, I think she's just... Yeah. She's just, yeah, that's pretty much it. This movie, I don't know if it's improved with sound on, but... So she's checking out bed. And she's trying to see how much shit is there. Because, you know... Ugh, the, the sheets are stained... Um, she says she's going to put a towel down over it, but that's not really going to do much good. Now they're looking at a pair of cowboy boots and in a memorabilia store. It's kind of like one from Back to the Future 2. Only this one's shot in 2015. They've shot a fair bit before that. So it's crazy things 2015, you know, like Back to the Future's future has come and gone. It's crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. So it's just stuff happening and not a lot happening and just... They're at Wild West Junction and the woman seems into it. I don't know if these movies improve by, like, having sound turned off. Oh, they found the old miner. Sadly, it's not Casey Grammer from Toy Story 2, but he is a prospector, and he's got some prospects for the two of them. Oh, they get to see their future. Now, I, I, I'm I, guessing there's this bit where... No, no, she's putting money in because, you know, you need to drag this out as much as possible. You're probably thinking something supernatural is going to happen, but, like... It's just coincidence in this one. This is not a... This is kind of horror, but not really. The um old miner, the, the old miner, like the, the old father, is telling her that she's going to be reunited with a long-lost love. And she's like, what? No. And then basically, you know, her boyfriend's going to die. And he's like, no, no, that won't happen. That won't happen, surely, you know. That that's 
that that old mine that might as well be called red herring as far as I'm concerned. So you'll notice the pattern in these movies of the female characters are the more likable ones and males are basically arseholes. I don't know whether this was intentional, but in the post Me Too era, oh, it's it's very good to see, you know, like these these strong, well written, happy female characters. You know, it's like it's refreshing. You don't need drama or anything like that. No, you just need scenes like this where this the woman is getting undressed and guys like I think I'm talk her into you know a bit of sex and she doesn't want to and he's like no no it's okay it's all it's all cool we can record it and she says eventually I after he gropes her no he's going to record it and she says no no I'll, I'll i'll do it if you stop recording and he's like but but i i won't record and it's this is when like these movies it goes back to the opening where it's really genuinely kind of creepy and sleazy but at the same time it's like it's trying to buzz it that it's meant to be cheap and sleazy and uncomfortable but it's really uncomfortable to watch because it's it adds it adds fuel when you watch this entire part again that this is not a very nice relationship between these two and he is a complete piece of shit and that's why this chapter call is called this guy's a complete piece of shit and that is a still from tarantino you know if you get a chance you should i'm going to do this a fair bit during this movie to be honest because i'm not it's not it does not hold up where for but you really should watch a hateful eight it is oh so good as a non-linear story oh man it's it's like tarantino took everything that people had going about and doubled down on so much of it and then doubled up on other parts of it interestingly if you look at her top like the nice comfortable car jumping that she's wearing that image of the um Dear, that's as far as I'm saying, that's foreshadowing VHS 2. And VHS 2, I'm doing next week, by the way, that will go up on Friday. The shit, what day is it on Friday? It's third, fourth, fifth, sixth, Friday 13th. Wow, okay, huh. strange because I'm not wait, is it Friday 13th? Third, I don't probably. I've seen that I, I'm debating whether I want to do a um, Friday Thirteenth review on that day. I think I'll wait. You know, I think I should do VHS two strike while the iron's hot. Anyway, being ignoring this movie because it's pretty boring. There's a knock at the door and there's a woman outside. And for all of you who've watched The Purge, you're like, oh no, is she wearing a mask? And is she a member of the bourgeoisie? No, we're cutting black and it's next morning. And she's, no, not next morning. She's just wandering around outside. You know, just chilling, just wandering. It's terrifying because, like, you know, we've all had this happen to us where you just look outside and there's someone wandering around wearing overcoat, looking creepy, acting creepy, dressed creepy. But you can't say anything. It's just sort of like don't want to get hit. You don't want to get stabbed. You don't want to be like cut open by a dirty needle or syringe or something like that. You know, assumptions are great. 
There's the woman, the um, woman's got a camera now, and the guy is like, "No, it won't be recorded. Go away, put it down, because we're dealing with hypocrisy here." But he also is quite rattled because this woman was asking someone who doesn't exist in his mind, and my god, this guy looks just like Ru- Russell Tovey, and the idea that you can get a budget version for Russell Tovey, an American budget version for Russell Tovey, Jesus Christ. Jesus. Sorry, that's my notepad falling down. He, this guy looks really rattled, and he does a good job looking rattled, but now he's sort of like smiling again, and it's gotten weird. And would this be better with music, with actual sound? I've seen this lot, so I'll work out just what they're saying. And you can obviously hear what they're saying, because hopefully you'll be watching along. God knows how this one will work. You have to keep pausing in five seconds, just like I am. God, these two boring, boring, boring. I'm going to turn sound up a bit, I think. Just a tiny bit. Apparently there's something scary about this woman, but it's not really established at the moment what that is. This is a lot build up to nothing, by the way. Like, I, I just want to add that now. I don't want any of you thinking that there's going to be any actual progression to these stories. It's not tension for tension's sake. So I'm just writing down, I'm trying to edit this as I go along, so I'm writing down um, the name for this chapter. I think I'll have to blur out shit in the um, actual title of this segment I'm trying something like so I'm trying something new this week going by segment by segment or chapters even and then back ending it with the framing device that'll be chapter zero in each subsequent chapter like chapter one is lads being lads which I haven't caught yet because I fucked up first recording and this chapter two this guy's a piece of S-H-I-T so now he's locking the door, you know. He should have done it before. He should have done it hours ago, but now he's just doing it for the first time. See, for context, I like thinking that he's they. This is set after the opening one, so they know the dangers of like letting strangers into your boot, temporary boudoir. Although they no one let him in, no one let that guy into their rooms last time. So I know what I'm talking about in that regard. I I was going to go with this chapter's called Get On With It, but I think a lot of these chapters could be called that. It's not very... It's not... And I think this is kind of the movie's charm, that it's not very well structured, but at the same time, because it's not really structured and it's not doesn't seem to be a lot of scripts, there's a lot of filler crap in these movies. Seven's not even close to being chapter's not even close to being over by the way. So now it's light and this woman and woman somehow got into the temporary boudoir and she's got a camera and she's got creeper vision going, she's got to launch a YouTube channel somehow. And the woman is lying in bed and she looks nope, nope, that's a guy. The hands look very feminine. The guy's lying in bed and he looks 
dopey as always and woman's recording him and she's like oh well what i wouldn't give to smash him death with camera and they're sleeping separate beds the couple is sleeping separate beds the woman the the missus is lying in bed and she looks very comfortable but very sort of fed up and irritated and anxious it's kind of a comfortable anxiety i guess jesus lying there and this woman recording is pulling back the covers because that's what you do when you break into a hotel room i guess i've never done that i never really want to do that and we get a shot of her underwear and sort of a nice contradiction contradiction you've got like the comfortable jumper and the sort of very comfortable underwear and this strange woman runs a knife along the woman's fine bare buttocks and woman uh, missus doesn't seem bothered by it she just pulls covers up again and then we cut to the boyfriend who and then we cut we pan down to we're not really cutting it's like you're you're moving camera because it's meant to be is in one take not very interesting take but is in the same take and um yeah they they won't look at the camera of this next morning and see that someone's in their room or the camera has suddenly jumped along in terms of footage and has almost no battery left so this strange woman is rustling through clothes and she for used clothes like jeans and that and she's clearly looking for something and she finds a backpack and she opens it and inside is a wallet and this is why i keep the wallet by my bed at all times because if someone breaks in they have to go around you know to get the wallet and also it's right by me so that's fine i probably shouldn't have said that out loud actually yeah I probably would edit that, but then I'd have to re-edit this entire thing, so forget I said it. And it's just it's so boring that I'm discussing Tarantino movies and my personal basic security session. Anyway, we're in the bathroom now, and this woman's still recording, and she's going to do the old... Oh, is she going to do the old toothbrush up your ass routine? That, that'll, I'll show the boyfriend that sets this pig. Well, she is going for the toothbrush. She's going, 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 going. She knows which toothbrush to get. She goes, she, she's she got, she's got, she's got. Oh, she's toilet dunking it. Oh, oh, she's swirling. Oh, oh, it's, oh, God. Oh, no, oh, ew, ew. Oh, no, oh, no it's discarded. Oh, show her face and there's metallic there. Oh, no, oh, oh, God. There's, oh, the, the. The urine, the, the toilet water, the, 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 the poo water. Oh, no, oh, man. Oh no, you you nasty, you horrible, you monster. You're worse than Jason Voorhees, you're worse than Freddy Krueger, you're worse than Pinhead, Chucky and Leatherface combined because you dumped the toothbrush down, down into the bowl with the, oh no, oh he's brushing his teeth, oh his teeth, oh he's going to smell piss and shit, oh no, oh no, mm. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, the poor guy. Oh, man. And we're in a scene where they're driving again. He's angry because his money's gone. Where's his money gone? He's not angry in that his breath is made of shit and piss and, like, 
and, and pooey urine. No, he's angry because his money's gone. Which... This is riveting, guys. We got, like, a toothbrush down toilet. We got a theft. We got an argument between couple with no chemistry. Wow, man. Oh, this is... Oh, man, this is just... Oh, I, I changed my mind. This is great. This is, like... Oh, this this is the cure-all to a bad day at work. Trust me. This is like, oh, yeah, man, like, like the, the toilet brush... The, the, the toothbrush down the toilet, like the, she turned it into a toilet brush. She, she dumped it, dumped it down the toilet. I mean, like, they haven't made a crossover movie. It's going to be like Jason, Freddy, Chucky, Leatherface, and I don't even know her name. Is it going to appear on screen? No, because Amazon Prime doesn't have any options. Um, I'm, going, I'm going to call Becky Quo. Because I I like that name. It's gonna be in all my scripts, by the way. So so Becky Quo, you know, like the the woman who who inspires a random woman. I'm gonna call her like creep creepy woman because I'm I'm a writer. Creepy Becky Quo inspired creepy woman to to dunk the brush. She she swerved. She dunked the brush, man. She dunked that shit. And now we've got like um, budget Russell Tovey, and they're they're walking and they're hanging out and like they're 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 walking and they're going in through caverns and shit and not caverns crevices and shit and this is as boring to watch as it is to describe and as it is to do. I genuinely. I love, I like being in nature, I like that sort of thing, this looks so boring, oh my god, this is so dull, what is, what is wrong with these people, I expect some fucking Jawas to show up or something, people, you know, well that shit, I can't do it, but you know, in theory, if I could do it, that's what it would be. And it's not even shots of the it's not even shots of like creepy woman background and stuff like that. Like you which you would think. She's just not there. She's not there at all. If if you hear noise in backgrounds because I mess about with the pen. I'm trying to like I said, I'm trying to write this shit and edit it so I go along because this has to be done by Friday. And this is being recorded on Monday at twenty seven past six. Monday, 3rd September, and it's got to be done by Friday. I'm going to try in future do them all on Sun, do everything on Sunday. But so anyway, Becky Quo and Budget Russell Tovey with the big ears and the jughead and the and the stupid glasses and the stupid, stupid, stupid trousers and shoes and Becky Quo with the gormless smile, smiley expression. They're gonna drive home at some point, I guess, and like this is just. I you could you seriously I could have called this chapter. Get the fuck on with it. I mean, like, oh, did I say that? Fifty four minutes into movies, so this has been twenty minutes, and it's gone by, or about twenty minutes, and it's gone by quite quick to be honest. Like. So that's good, because I won't get this finished. Like, the goal is to finish this by Friday, by Thursday, to be honest, because I won't upload early, you know, like, by midnight on Friday. Jesus, but just, like, even so, this does feel like it's been about an hour. Like, I, I hope it doesn't feel like you guys listen to it. 
watching it, yes, listen to it, no, I hope this is a smooth, operatic listen. As smooth as the alcoholic beverage, which we're promoting, or I'm promoting this week, rather. We, that'll be a later episode. And it's got an almond taste, and it tastes of vinegar and butterscotch. So I do recommend that. Anyway, we're cut to black. Not like Alistair Black. That's fade to black, I guess. I'm a wrestling fan, if you didn't notice. So. We fade it to black, and we're watching the creepy woman, I'm guessing. The feminine hands, but they're budget wrestle tovies. And he's asleep, and oh man, oh no. Oh no. Oh, his bare neck is in... Oh, we get shots of his bare neck and his... his oh, no, his bare neck. Oh, no, no, no. She, she going to dunk brush again? She going to dunk brush? Is she going to... She, she, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Oh, no, she's got... Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, oh, stab, 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 road, stab, stab. Oh, Jesus, life, stab, stab, road, road, stab, stab, road, road, driving, stab, 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 cut, stab, stab, driving, good, stab, 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 driving, driving, drive down road, gore, sing, sing full blood. Oh, creepy woman with her face. She's wearing a mask. She's wearing a mask. Take the mask off. She's kissing Becky Quo. They're making out. They're recording it. Drive, drive down road. Drive away, drive away, drive away. They make out, and there's no chemistry whatsoever. What the ever? And they're recording mirror and drive, 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 and they're driving, and there's some more driving, and they're driving down road. They're driving, and Becky Quo's face, and she's asking creep woman, "Did you finish recording it?" And that's the end of the chapter. And that was. Uh, see, fun story. First time I watched this movie, I left the room during that part, and when came back, segments over, and I and I actually asked. I was watching a few people and asked, "What happened?" There's like that happened. I was like, "What? That's, that's a shit ending. It's a bit shit." <laughs> I hope you paused your one by the way too, because I paused mine, and that was on on static. It was a bit shit. Like, it just ends, and I guess the point of it was, like, oh, the relationship shitting, these two are cheating on each other, and blah, 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 blah. Not cheating on each other. Creep woman, Becky, we're having an affair and all that, but... It's kind of shit. It just ends. Like, a lot of gore. Like, that was a lot of blood. There was blood everywhere. Jesus Christ. But, I mean, at the same time, that was, like... anticlimactic anyway I'm going to stop this part I'm going to take a few minutes and then I'm going to continue next part if that's alright so I will see you instantaneously on this but in actuality it'll probably be 15 minutes or so okay and we're back to Paul McCartney or Paul and he's watching TV and he's trying to mess around with the framing of it. And this... Oh, if you notice, guy in background's gone. Zombie man's gone. Zombie Brian Epstein's gone. So, you know, that's that's a turn up books. And we cut to John Lennon, or John, as he's messing about. And he's trying to figure out what is going on in the basement. And he's worn past pans of yellow paint. And this looks like a submarine, so... That's rifting. 
And then we stop and we cut to a woman's face. And that is the start of the next part. <laughs> and we're back. And with herbal tea, no less. We're in the car with the fine young bunch of teenagers. These bunch of Rubens. Uh, it's close up of one in yellow of her breasts. Because why not? They're covered. So, you know, there you go. No her crutch, but we got to pull up because we don't have time for love, Dr. Jones. There's no time for love, Dr. Jones. They ride past the um, guy on the highway, the hitchhiker, scumbag. Having great banter, like, you almost fucking, you know, you know, you boardwalk motherfucker, you shit. Wait, we got all bases covered. We've got blonde, we got brunette, we got the... Other woman, oh no, that's interesting features. I've got nerd with glasses, we've got the guy in front for the camera, and a bit of stubble who looks like he's 30. So, you know, we're covering all bases, you know, we've got a little bit of like, you know, upper late teenage pedophilia going on. These actors all do look different ages, like, got a guy who looks 30, one looks 20, one who looks just over 18, one that's about 17, and where they're doing some drugs and they're chilling out in a liquor store and eating Kit Kats and shit, you know, they're all having fun doing what kids do, eating Kit Kats and shit, having fun, drugs, Kit Kats and shit, having fun, drugs, Kit Kats and shit, fun, drugs, having fun, Kit Kat and shit, and drugs, and then Kit Kats. This guy in front looks like Joaquin, Joaquin, Jacqueline Phoenix. If like Jacqueline Phoenix was a teen idol in his 30s, which he's not. So, so here's another fine example. We gotta set these characters up. We gotta create the intrigue. We gotta create the suspense. But all I think of is, thank God, this isn't a full movie of these characters. They come to sign saying Dan's end, and they drive past it because why not? They're driving up. A road and they see a deer and oh that deer is so so adorable the deer is presenting to them for some reason and then it runs off when it realises none of them can take the bait uh, one of the guys is threatening to eat a bug which is gross poor bug like I don't understand that like why why people you know murder ants and spiders and stuff like that they, they're harmless you know like I'm sure they're not in some ways but in other ways, it's like, oh, you just ail it, one arsehole. But it's like, you know, don't use your position in life to bully other less, other seemingly lesser life forms. Like, to maliciously do it, that's just messed up. Now we get the, um, the nerd who's in love with the woman in yellow. I say love, it's teen movie love. It's basically, I want some of that ass, you know? Yeah, which creates the wrong message for kids, I think. Because, I mean, they portray it's love, but they should just be more honest and go, they just want to fuck. You know, like, what's wrong with that? It's nothing wrong with that. Just the idea that it always has to be about love is just... Yeah. And that's why I have to sip my herbal tea. So they close up her face, and these, these, these two actresses are quite expressionistic. I'm going to call blonde one um, Willow, and I'm going to call one with black hair Buffy, because I want to be slightly odd. Um, got some viable Blair Witch Part 2, they find a wall. 
and they're fixated by war because apparently murder's happening. Oh shit, there's a flash on the screen. A Fight Club style flash of like something shit that will come play later on. Uh, Massacre dead body in this case. Um, Buffy throws a bunch of leaves and shit. Might actually be shit in camera. And they have to clean it off, which is riveting. They find a dead body with its guts ripped out and its like ribcage showing. And one of them tries to lick it. And it's like, why? That doesn't make any sense. Are these kids literally brain damaged? Well, they might be. They are drug addicted Kit Kat takers. Buffy's just hanging out by the water and she's saying that she's there because they're all going to die. And then the other guy's like, wait, what? So camera suddenly we see a flash of a guy in water with his back torn apart and his arse crap showing. It's fascinating seeing movies like this, what people find more repulsive. Like, the the, the back being coping, that's, that's gory. But chubby guy's arse crack, oh, it's horrible. It's, it's like... Oh, now we've got the you're all going to die here. I don't know. She, it's just like great dialogue, you know? Like, 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 like. And these characters want to like, like each other. And they're throwing stuff in water and chilling out and lying down. I'm glad this was not my teenage years. Like... This really isn't the stuff of high drama or excitement. But I won't go into too much detail. My teen years, because they were high drama and excitement. <laughs> ah, in, in some ways. Not in others, but in some ways. So now comes the part where lads got to be lads. And they got to do some weed and giving peer pressure. Smoke peace pipe, as the vernacular has it. And it's sort of like you're square because he doesn't want to smoke weed and he doesn't want to trip like fantastic. Hollywood really doesn't know what smoking weed is like. It doesn't even come close to understanding what it actually feels like to do it. Or so I've heard. It just annoys me because like, at least be consistent. But, but they don't really know what like, drink alcohol is like either, to be honest. This is rifting. Seeing people smoke weed for the first time. They don't know what they're doing. And it's weird because this movie is clearly made by people who smoke a lot of weed. I mean, it has no plot for one thing. And now they're remembering that something happened here and lots of people died because, you know, it's a movie. They have to conveniently remember that shit. Like, ten minutes into the fucking story. And now Buffy's telling them it was all real and she survived. And it was messed up. She's been dead serious and don't call Shirley. You know, that's for... Less and less people get that joke every year, but it's still a really good joke. So for those who notice, I might sound quite snuffly and my voice might be like doing the joker thing. Um, I have a cold and um, I'm getting through it slowly and surely. But joys of doing weekly podcasts is I can't not do this. I have to do an episode a week. 
because I won't do an episode a week. I won't keep going, won't get better. And the only way you get better is do it. As, as some inglorious bastards put it, you go and get Carnegie Hall, don't you? Well, you can't get there in this practice. And i got to keep practicing. And if I'm practicing, might as well release it. Anyway, um, yeah, there's one for slaps. 30 year old guy, he's taking off his clothes and he's more arse crap. Oh, it's the arse it's the arse crap from before, so we know he's been died. Thankfully, herbal tea's lovely this time tonight because it sort of relaxes you. Which is good because I need to unwind and I drink way too much coffee as it is. But you know what? You can't drink enough of alcoholic beverage. You can't. It's salty, it's almondy, it's peanut with a hint of hazelnut. Oh, and the guy joked around and he's been dragged under the water. One arsehole. And now Buffy, and now, sorry, Willow is taking um, like hipster sander into the woods and she's saying she wants to show him her cheerleading routine. I imagine it's like, I, I don't want to be that guy, but I imagine there's a lot of teenagers out there. If a pretty woman said to them, I'm going to show you my cheerleading routine, they'd be like, yeah, you know. Doing teenage, I think, kind of wears off a bit after that. Bartley Wing realised they're usually fucking terrible. It's like, at the time, you get the impression that it's like, kind of, very teen with that. You know, oh, crap, she just got a knife for the eye. Oh, oh, I didn't notice before, it's HD. You could actually see the eye, I thought it just got rid of it last time. But no. Catch the eye dangling on one side. Would a wooden knife go through it and it'd be dangling instead of knife being one side and that the other? Oh, and hit Sander gets stabbed like seven times in the head and then takes him off because, you know, Pete, the shadow sprite, or as I'd put it, Peter Pang's the Blair Witch, you know, he's got to scalp 100 teenage heads. You know, because Brad Pitt, he wants his teenage scalps and he wants his scalps and he'll get his scalps. The worst impression of Aldo the Apache ever. So here we find out that Buffy's plan is to lure these teens into the woods and lure the lure Pete Pan up hiding. So I think it's a good plan because I hate Pete Pan. He's the worst character. He's such a horrible excuse for them. Now we get the objectification of Guy, but he doesn't like it because he's shy really deep down. He doesn't want to show off his body despite that he's stripped mostly naked. And Buffy's saying, do you want to have the sets? And he's trying to protect his dignity. Not sure why. So Buffy suddenly plays a trump card and he realises that she doesn't want to have sets and she was actually in the woods. Which is like... Weird time to start believing her. He says he remembers reading about it, but it's sort of like, but I bet he didn't dream about it, and bet he couldn't lose any sleep about it. You know, Stan, it's really good. And then so. so he's starting to realise that it's messed up, and it's a neat framing technique because you can see Pete Pan in the background, and the image gets more and more scratchy, and it's quite a clever way of um, doing a villa en- villain entrance thing. The iconic thing, part of it. I mean, you never see this. You, you see Peter Pan again, but you never see Peter Pan's The Blair Witch, you know, in any horror movies. But I do like it, it's quite a cool effect. And it's the first time that someone's replaying really with the VHS format. They'll play a bit more in the later segment, which is quite creepy, but for now. So Peter Pan's Shadow 
Pete Pan's the Blair Witch sneaks up behind this guy and slits his throat and blood is everywhere. Oh, that's disgusting. Blood in his guts and as I've got to do, there's gore. I don't know if I have to do that again, but you can loop it on video. And who knows, maybe it'll be an iTunes uh, theme at some point. So Buffy outran Peter Pan's The Blair Witch, but then Yimich gets scratched again, and Peter Pan Blair Witch is crossing in on her. And oh man, she's, she's made some traps. She's made a hole in ground covered over with wood. No, Peter Pan's Blair Witch falls down, but it doesn't stop him for long, so she runs off, and she's going to go to her next trap, which is, which is... Oh, she can't re-articulate it, but no, she's running. And she runs, and Pete Pan's Blair Witch steps in Bear Trap. And he does not like that one bit, because that's, that shit in cricket. And Buffy gets too close to him and cuts her hand, so she starts running away again. And this is the weirdest episode Buffy Vampire Slayer I've ever seen. Like, Buffy, you're not a damsel in distress. Kick his ass. Don't, don't do traps and shit. I guess when you lose jars and all that, and I guess when there's like thousands of slayers all around the planet, that you don't need to be badass anymore. It's stick, even even fact that you, know, you count in that this is a villain from a low budget ish horror movie. This these effects still look better than any Buffy Vampire episode. That show had terrible effects. I liked it back in the day, but terrible effects and villains. Buffy starts doing the state nation dress saying Giles that she's sorry and that she, you know, he died and then he became a child and then he became an adult again. I know spoiling Buffy vampire comic books, but trust me, you don't want to read them. They're not very good. So Buffy's freaking out now and I'm getting Chronicle flashbacks. She's saying don't come here, but why would we come here? And we see, um, uh... I guess Riley off Buffy, he's just staggering around, he's bleeding fusely from the neck. He's kind of zombified but still alive. He walks a bit, he walks a bit, he drops a bit, he walks a bit. Then he turns to see her. And he's stepping forward, stepping forward, step forward, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. Then he turns, kind of turns, then he drops, and then he dies because he's like really dead. He looks at her as he dies with the expression of, what did you do? You murdered me, despite that she didn't. He got murdered because he was an idiot. Buffy's trying to grab him. The image is going straight shit. And oh no, there's, there's Pete Pan's the Blair Witch. He's coming for her. He's coming for her. He's coming. Oh no. Oh man, it's terrifying. Leave. Leave. Oh, and Pete Pan Blair Witch got caught in a... That's quite an awesome trap. It's like a board of nails... And it pops up and stabs you through the face if you get too close. That's really cool. Pete Pan's Blair Witch. Oh, he's dead and he's sprite and he's screaming and he's in agony. And it's all over. But then starts shaking, shaking, shaking. Look, whatever you do, don't look away, Buffy. Don't look away. If you look away, the camera cuts and the effect goes. Because the effect can't stay while camera goes unless they put in the effect. And she turns back. <laughs> it's all gone. Where'd it go? Oh man, it's all shit now. Peter Pan jumps up a tree, he taps her, and he's got knife, he's gonna, he's gonna, no, he's got camera. He's like, yeah, yeah, you want, you want to make a movie? Oh, smash, 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 
smash. Oh no, here we go. Oh dude, oh god, he's oh he's coming over a gut. And he's oh the blood's everywhere. And he's got digging and oh the innards. Oh oh the, the liver, the heart, the oh man, oh the, the oh he's making oh he's pulling out the intestines. Oh man. I think she's dead guys. I don't think she's still alive. And then she starts convulsing and she becomes one with Peter Pan's Peter Pan's the Blair Witch. Now Buffy is Pe now we have Buffy is Peter Pan's Blair Witch. Whoa. That shit was intense, guys. That was intense. God damn. I think we all need to take reflection and think of how much we miss Buffy Vampire Slayer because that, that is the season finale. A real season finale. Talk about your feminism. God damn. I don't think they would make it more of Buffy, though. I think that's gone there. I think once you've seen Pete Pan's The Blair Witch beat Buffy to death with video camera, I think that's how he needs to end. Hey, look, we're back with zombie Brian Epstein, who's sat in a different chair now. John Lennon looks very confused. He's trying to figure out what's going on because the other Beatles, the four Beatles from Liverpool have all disappeared. And he's got a bag and he's going through the bag and he's looking for something and I've just popped open a can of alcoholic beverage. Hmm, yum. You will notice Zombie Brian Epstein wasn't in that chair before, but he is now. And his eyes are moving. And John Lennon is saying to the camera, he's telling us that he's going to record his greatest song. Um... He writes Strawberry Fields Forever. I'm assuming he did for the of this joke. He's trying to put the tape in, but he's an idiot, so he can't do it properly. And sideways on, change song. And, oh wait, there you go. And now we're on the next segment, coming up. Just, nope, he's fucked up the tape and it's falling out of the tape recorder. God, the Beatles are morons. Oh, is something background? Oh, could something happen? Oh, 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 oh. No, no, nothing, nothing's going to happen. Something? Well, it's on the next segment now, so whatever. And we're back with possibly stupidest segment for this entire movie. It's the segment where we find out that you can put a Skype chat onto a VHS tape. And this is point when movie, sorry, some alcohol beverage background. It's point movie where officially realised this is science fiction because this is so ludic ludicrously implausible. You know, it's like the essential gist is this is like the body horror aspect of it. I think where we got a woman on screen with short hair and called Pitsy, and we got a guy in the bottom corner. I'm going to call him Doc Manhattan. And having a Skype conversation, and she's saying that something wrong with her arm, and he's like, I'm a doctor, no, there isn't. So she's trying to say, You know, sometimes we know more than doctors, and the doctors are like, Ha ha ha, phone my secretary and see if you still believe that. So it's already riveting, you know, she's tearing off her top because, you know, we really need to get the sleeve factor going on here. She's wondering if, like, record, oh, tearing off a bra too wow it's, and now she's like flashing the camera the me too movement strikes again I see so now we cut later on and it's night and she's in her flat and she looks very confused and 
very scared trying to figure out what's going on. She really does look like a pixie, which you can't best do for the um, sci-fi element for this. So we're getting to of her flat and it looks like shit. And she's trying to point out the paranormal activity in her flat. And if I have watched one more of those goddamn movies, Shudder ever gets paranormal activity? I'll watch the whole thing. But I warn you, I hate those movies. And nothing happens. So it'd be most boring video videos ever. If they're recorded, they're not going to be visually recorded. It'll be audio only. But it'd be most boring podcast you've heard. It'd just be one man, the same thing into a nervous breakdown for the benefit of all of you people out there in podcast land. Well, I'm really annoying this movie. So, in some ways, this one's quite cool because it's like a two-hander, I guess. But the problem is they don't hire people who write these movies who know how to do that. If you had Aaron Sorkin, for example, it'd be really snappy dialogue, really good back and forth. But it's not. It's just vacant. You know dialogue? Like, very matter-of-fact dialogue. And now we're late, much later at night, and she's just woke Doc Manhattan up, and he's like, no, no, I won't go back to Mars. And she's like, you can't, the watchman isn't real. And he looks sad briefly, and then he gets back into some things. And she's maintaining that it's something at her door. And I've seen, I, I've seen this movie, and I've lived this before. And it's, it's terrifying thinking that a bunch of little, tiny baby aliens are hanging out at your door. Or creepy kids, like... Everyone's had nightmares that you wake up in the middle of the evening and you walk in the living room and two kids from shine in the lair. That's that's a terrible nightmare. Like, I don't care who you are, you can be fucking King Haku, you know, that shit's terrifying. So a lot of this one is kind of trying to go for a sense of a two-hand approach and also... The approach that, like, your eyes will trick you and seeing things that you don't think you'll see and things in corner of frame. And in theory, that's fine, but... Oh, shit, look, like, here now, if you're watching this live, you see a creepy kid in the background. That is the nightmare of all nightmares. Gabby, you creepy little shit. Terrifying, like... It's like, the this, is, this segment or chapter is trying to figure out the notion that child... Having children is the worst. And I don't disagree. Like, just, uh, like you know. Terrifying. And now she's infected. This is like a metaphor of having kids. The kids. Being in house, the ghost kids, the creepy little ghost alien kids. And now she's got infection. You know, she's got cellulitis. Really bad cellulitis. So she'll have to go to hospital. She'll have to have observations, bloods taken. And she might possibly have to have some IV antibiotics. And that might have to be over a week all because it's all creepy ghost kids in the house in her flat it's a little creepy ghost kid that shit ain't cool it's nightmare fuel and I'll maintain it to the day I die nightmare fuel creepy little ghost kids who give not even their kids like if they're her kids I can't stand like they're creepy little kids and they give her like say like this and stuff like that that I can't stand they're not her kids they're just random ghost kids they're like we're gonna fuck up this small life we're gonna give say like it's like inflamed skin. And it's like, well, what's that shit about there? It's like, and Doc Manhattan doesn't seem to care. He's like, we just like, don't, don't worry. It'll go away on its own. It's not like, you're a doctor. You know that's not how it's going to work. She's going to be in any at two in the morning with her arm completely red from, head, from top to bottom, skin cracky, you know? She might get septic. You might get septic, Doc Manhattan. Then what would you do? What would you do? 
I mean, she's got a pair of scissors because she's going to cut into... No, no, she has later. She's going to attack kids with a pair of scissors. And I'm like, whoa, 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 I like that. A creep ghost kids and gave her a cellulitis? That's terrible. You don't go after a little ghost kid with a pair of scissors. One, because they're non-corporeal, so it's not going to do anything. And two, because if they are corporeal, then that means that they're demons and it's just going to make them angry. And also, on top of that, if they're ghost, alien, demon kids... You might as well just forfeit flat right now. Like, you know, you might as well give up. Anyway, she hasn't paid the electricity for the month, so there's no lighting anywhere. And she's trying, snapping photos, trying to figure out where your kids are. And I'm like, this is really tempting fate. You should just leave. This is their house now. It's not your house. This is their house. And this little creep ghost kid, and it screams at her, and she runs to the bedroom. It's like, what? that's what you do. You don't piss off a ghost alien, a little ghost... You piss off a little alien ghost demon kid. What if it's a zombie? What if it's a ghost alien demon zombie? A ghost alien demon zombie. What are you going to do? Because that thing wants your brains, wants your soul, wants to probe you, and it's non-corporeal. So you're not going to be able to do anything. Just leave. Just get out of the house. Just leave. Don't come back. That's what I'd do. If I woke up in the middle of the evening and there's a ghost alien demon zombie child... In my flat, in my living room, I'd leave. I wouldn't come back. I'd just leave. I'm just saying I'd leave. And that's not counting fact. Might be a ghost, alien, demon, zombie, witch. In that case, your life is forfeit. I'm just saying. So anyway, that's around. But I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, I want nothing to do with ghost, alien, zombie, demon, witch kids. I'm, I, that's where I draw a line. I don't like kids in general. That, that amount of evil in one being... Um, oh, and, oh, she's digging into her arm. Oh, my God. I don't think people make this movie understand how this works. She would be in a state of shock if she'd done that in real life. That, she's literally, like, oh, oh, no. And she thinks there's something in her arm. I'm like, she's literally infected her arm. That shit would have to be amputated at this point. This is science fiction. This is not real. I, I have to believe that the ghost, demon, alien, zombie, witch kid has infected her and now she's becoming a ghost. One of the, it's like It's like a... Not multiple choice. It's like you're narrowing down. So it's either a ghost, a demon, an alien, a zombie, or witch. She's one of those. Because that shit ain't kosher. I think zombie. I think she's becoming zombie. That's what I think. I think little kids infect her with a skin inflammation disease, which means that she's going to become a zombie. And I, for one thing, I think Dog Manhattan's playing a very dangerous game. I know Watchmen, he wanted to create more life. I think he's fucked up. I think he's really, really fucked because he's gone too far. It's too far. So Doc Manhattan's talking about how he needs to do some work and Pitsy's like, no, 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 you need to come here. My arm, I've literally done... How is she wrapped up, by the way, anyway? How would you wrap that up? Her skin, she's literally dug into her skin with a non-sterilised blade. Two non-sterilised blades after her skin's already inflamed. How would she wrap that up? Did she go to hostel? I don't think she went to hostel because she's not implying she went to hostel. And if she had gone to hostel, she would not have been allowed at this point. She's still being hostel for like six, seven more hours. And then at 9am, they'd be like, we can't do anything. Go home. We'll call you the next day. So I don't believe that she's wrapped up. So I think she might possibly be suffering from some crippling side effects here. Dehydration, like nausea, 
blood loss, shock. But then again, she's a zombie, and then none of those gonna matter. And she looks pale, more more pale, more gone. And she looks exactly like one from Bay. So I don't think they're the same genre. I mean, they are horror, but I don't think they're, I don't think they're the same genre. And also, I don't think that woman would have done this. She seemed a bit more together. But you'll know about that when I do Bay Review, which is coming soon, but not soon enough. It, I was going to be the first episode, but I'm going to put that back a bit. Anyway, this woman Pixie's walking around the house and she looks very rattled and um, she looks very dehydrated and that shit's not cool. Hydrate, people. Hydrate. Don't just drink alcoholic beverages. I know it's perfect and tastes like almond and cinnamon and all that. And this woman Pixie is flashing her lights around the house. And it's all like, didn't she learn for? You don't do this shit. Instead, I like this bit with the kids peering behind her. That's very cool. That's a cool, creepy shot. I actually like. I'll I'll give this movie credit where it's due. That's a cool shot. Oh shit! She turns and camera moves past them. Then she turns back to them. And I'm going. Oh, oh the bro! Oh god! Oh, oh, oh god! Okay, I'm not gonna be sick. It's okay. Those creepy kids. Now they're looking at her, and they're like. Ice cream music plays. And Do- oh my god, Doc Man, how? What are you doing? How do you get there so fast? That's that Marsh interpretation. He got there so quick, and he's got Blade. Oh, oh, Doc Manhattan. Why? How could you, Doc Manhattan? Oh, oh no, no. Oh no, no, no. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Doc Manhattan, what are you doing? Wait, she's. She pregnant. He's always oh, digging. Always, oh, always oh, digging for. He's digging for little. He's digging for life. He's people. He is digging for life. He's pulling. What's he pulling out? What? What? What's he pulling out? He's pulling out. Whoa! 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 He's really digging there. He's really digging. What's he got? What's got in his hand? He's got something in his hand. I think he's got something in his hand. He's got. Oh my god! He's got. He's got fetus. He's got a little fetus baby. He's got a little baby. He's got a little zombie demon witch. Zombie, demon, witch, alien, ghost, baby. Oh my god, Doc Manhattan. When you said you were going to make new life, not like this. Not like this, Doc Manhattan. Not like this. And now he's trying to explain to, like, the life, the earlier life from T-Cred that this shit isn't cool. The human body wasn't made for this. And they're saying, bah, 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 which basically code for Doc Manhattan, you've got reality walking past, just make a Super Bowl for this and he started to explain, that's not how life works, life finds a way and like, that's not sitting in on them he, and he's all trying to explain that he'll have to fake another accident for her and, wait, what's he doing? what's he doing? oh shit, I've seen enough wrestling know what he's doing, oh he's going to put on the armbar, oh no oh pits the next Week, day, whatever. Pitsy's at home. She's, oh, this, this actually, I feel genuinely sad watching this bit because this actress does an amazing job looking scared and broken and fragile. And serious note, we've all been in position in our lives where we've been this emotionally fragile and vulnerable. Some of us, like, physically like this. I, I, I won't go into details, but I had a moment like this last year. And, oh, Jesus, I actually know this year and I was emotionally like just and physically I was like you know I'm it's one of those moments you just wish that you just go to sleep and write whole day off but you can't 
and it's really, really harsh, and it's really, really nasty. So I'm not joking about this. This is the best part of the movie by far. This actress is destroying this scene, and this is actually genuinely... I wish that she'd had more to work with, because she had nothing to work with, apart from this, which she is fucking destroying. I'm not making any Doc Manhattan jokes or Pixie jokes now. This 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 actress can fucking act, guys. She's really fucking good. Which makes it worse because I have no idea what her name is or what her character's name is. But you know she can she can fucking act. She can act like shit. So much so. Now I'm changing the name of this chapter. I was gonna put a really silly name. I'm not putting silly name. We're gonna we're gonna change this now. Cool. This woman got mad acting swag that's what this chapter's called it's a bit too long for anchor which is going up first but this woman got mad at swag she got swag she is good she's doing a great job this guy is fucking awful he's horrendous continuing theme the guy actors can't act they can't act you're not selling me as Doc Manhattan. You're not selling the Doc Manhattan that Baker of the plate. I'm sorry, I'm making jokes again. I'm saying he is so bad. He's so bad. He's awful. I. He's so awful. And now we're going... Oh, it, it couldn't end on highlight. It's going to end with another woman who doesn't really look 18. I'm just going to say it. She doesn't look 18. She's talking to Doc Manhattan. She's saying her arm's inflamed. I'm saying this shit's a rerun. We've seen this. You can't change the actor and do the same storyline. Once of seven years. You need seven years to get between them. Seven years, you can do a story. Seven years later, you can do the same story again. You can't do it immediately. And now it's turning top off again. And this movie is just so... Oh, it's unpleasant to look at. It's exploitative. And I get Horace Mint being exploitation genre. And that's fine. I understand that. But this is creepy... It's really creepy, guys. Like, this isn't sexy. This is just creepy to look at. It's like... And that's the problem. I don't think people make this movie understand the difference between something being alluring and and still uncomfortable and generally just creepy to watch. Like... I get what they're going for. They want us to feel like we're infringing on people's home movies. But the problem is I literally feel like I'm infringing on a home movie. And that segment's over. This is Ian and my head is on fire. But such bad headache. But you know this podcast, we need to keep going and finish the podcast. VHS can't defeat me. So we're back. It's too loud. They're in John Lennon's in the room and zombie ghost of Brian Epstein's gone and oh this is going to be painful. This is the most out of order thing ever. Uh, John Lennon has a um, torch and he's trying to find out where the the three Beatles the three Beatles from Liverpool are and he's Oh, the coffee's not working. He's trying to find his friends and he can't find them and stuff is happening and he's going down. He's going forward and he's walking and stuff is happening and he might go downstairs. Nope, he won't go downstairs. 
He's walking into a room and, oh, there's blood. One of his friends is dead. There's blood everywhere. Fuck, he screams. His friends are dead. One of them's head's missing. Zombie Brian Epstein is stood up. He's chasing John Lennon upstairs. They're going upstairs. They're walking. They're running. We hear scream. Um, scream. And uh, I think John... Lennon's been just hanging out and zombie Brian Epstein's come downstairs and he's slowly advancing and they, we hear scream and close up and then they, he's, he's dead I guess that was absolutely riveting and we're still in the room and we're on close up to the chair and we cut and there you go last second time uh, so yeah I'm glad that we, we watched that my head really. And now we come to uh, a bunch of people in park. I'm going to call them Tom, Dick, Harry and Bob. I don't know which one is which. My head is broken. I'm sorry. I feel like I've just been hit with a brick in the head but you gotta finish this podcast so we gotta keep going uh, it started off in September and now it's October and these assholes are going to a Halloween party this guy's dressed up like a bear not like Butters who wore an awesome bear costume this is just an asshole who's in a bear costume I just this I just I, I really got nothing. This is a shot almost from like Panorama Activity, f- the mark, the marked ones. It's quite a cool shot outside. Um, don't think stuff to say. It's a bunch of guys in Halloween costumes. There's a witch image on the door. Now they're going to the stairs. They're going downstairs. Oh Jesus, my head. Um. This video is quite apt because this is encapsulating the feel of watching this movie and how out of order it is because this isn't even like, this isn't even the last thing I'm going to record. This is the last part of the movie. This is not the last thing I'm going to record. I need to go back and re-record the scene of a bunch of lads being lads because that needs to go in front or maybe I'll go back, I don't know. Um, the the bros, the um, the anti four horsemen driving car. They're going to go to a Halloween party. Their costumes suck. Um, I don't have anything strong though. I just oh, I feel like I just. It's hard to do commentary when you feel like this, but. The podcast needs to be finished for tomorrow and just need to keep going. And they're driving and they're driving and they're driving and nothing is happening and this is like the opposite. Some of these segment chapters have been so quick and so fast and others like this. This bit's foreshadowing later on. Um this isn't really Stanley Kubrick playing attention, although this scene is foreshadowing later on, which is quite cool in some ways, but in other ways this is really boring because 
despite that you know, the segments only 20 minutes long nothing chapter even I keep forgetting chapter segments what the fuck ever it, it stuff does happen but it's taking its sweet time I am drinking I'm not even going to make jokes about advertisement I'm drinking a very strong coffee it's it's time it's six past seven on the um shit what the fuck's the time Day six past seven on Thursday, sixth September. I have some. I have cold. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I'm f- near fatigued. Um. Go and hate these characters. It's just a big bag of nothing, and it's not hit by the fact that there's nothing characterized. Literally, just people. You know, like. It's just another example of lads being lads, and it's not interesting to watch lads being lads because they're boring characters. There's no development. This is like a re inferior version of Hostel. As I sound less manic than in other segments, I'm sorry, I wish I had more energy, but I just won't get this done. I won't get this finished and put out. My despair levels are just mind-blowing I just I, I have no energy for this but I won't get this finished and I know I'm sorry that no one if you can't follow what's happening I'm sorry but nothing's happening they're walking around back of the house they need to get into the house but they're not really getting there they're still walking they're going around back to the house it's it's hard getting enthusiastic because they're just wasting time now. You just really want them to get the fuck on with it, but they're not doing anything. Like, at this point, surely you figure the party's not here, you go somewhere different. But no, they try and break in. Sorry, I know I'm angry. I tried to sleep, but my headache was pounding, so I'm drinking some coffee and I've had some lem sip and I've had paracetamol and I've had a. Um, a strep saw, but it's not really working. At least my eyes aren't blurry anymore. I seem like wavy and wavy lines later on, and that seems to have gone. They're in the house. Um, nothing's happening. Flickering lights, but nothing's happening. Steve, um, this isn't really a haunted house movie because there's no um they they broke into this house by the way like I don't know if you know that but if you're watching one live they broke into a house and it's still boring they're just walking around um the place they broke into looks okay, I guess, but it's not very Halloween, so you think they would have got a hint, but nope. There's an image of an, of a, the house from the outside, and it's not creepy, it's just nothing. When you see a woman stood on the stairs, a door slammed shut. So they've heard a noise, and it startled them a bit. One of them is wearing a pirate hat, the other's wearing a military gear, the other one's just being a tosser wearing a hooded top. They're all drunk, they're trying to go up the stairs. Um, yeah, it's still not, nothing happening. It's been a long week and I'm really fucking tired. I just, uh, 
I said I tried going to sleep, I couldn't, and this is an endurance test at this point. Finding old clocks, he closes it. They find the tail bear with the stuffing ripped out of it, and now they're going upstairs. Still nothing's happening. Upstairs, upstairs, upstairs. They're really dragging us out, and I don't get why, because nothing is happening. And if your entire plot has, like, four minutes of consequence, you shouldn't take this long to get going. Like, I know... Most of these segments don't really have a script, but this is just poor, to be honest. This is really boring. It's not tense, it's not atmospheric, it's just poor. So, oh, I mean, he looks in the mirror, he sees a woman reflection, he turns back and she's gone. That's, yeah, that's okay, I guess, but... And now Bear from before is now on bed. I mean, you throw it off, it's like a same, different bear to the one you saw earlier. And the guys are walking now, it's dark, I don't, they're going upstairs, or up another staircase, they hear loud noise. Um, they open the door, and there's, oh, there's the one, the assholes, he's saying, don't make a sound, I hear something, let's go up the stairs, I guess. It's upstairs, this house, it's like, very American thing to have like multiple three stories. Um, they're walking, 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 walking. Nothing's happening. They're walking, walking. Nothing's happening. Walking, nothing's happening. The guy with pipe mask is there. They startle him, and he's like, "Oh shit! There you are!" Wah, wah, wah. But how many fucking bedrooms does this parking thing have? And how have they not got in yet? This isn't where they're meant to have gone for the pie. This is nothing here except for bedrooms. Way too many bedrooms for one house. This is not a good way to end the movie, I'm just going to say it. Although, for you guys, I have to go back and go to the fucking lads being lads section. My fucking headache. Maybe I'll record tomorrow. Although I won't get finished today because I just want to have fucking sleep. Christ, only ten, 10 minutes left of this. Jesus Christ. I hope there's less than that. Fucking hell. I'm not watching this whole thing, by the way. I'm turning this off as soon as the credits start. This is so boring. Finally, we hear a noise in the, the redneck zombie cult armada. The, the fuckers from Halloween sits, the cult of Myers, or cult, whatever the fuck they're called. There's a woman who's, um, Hands are bound and these guys are threatening to like kill her and sacrifice her. And our love ball roads are just watching like, why not? Jesus Christ, this is poor. They're saying, yeah, they're chanting along for the hippies. They're like, the fuck are you doing? This is a zombie, this is an evil woman, she's possessed. And they're like, yeah, I'll be here. And our faithful heroes are like, no, no, we don't want, we won't watch. And guys like yeah, but our guys won't because they're traditionalists. 
and there's an argument going on because they hit the woman and then our guys are like, what are you doing? No, fuck off. So then the fight's, fight ensues, like a really shitty poor part from WWE Raw, camera flickering. So there's massive hoo-ha going on. And then this woman gets thrown up to the ceiling by something. And then the other guy gets, the other, like, cold guy gets thrown against the wall. So they're all running off, like, fuck this shit, fuck this shit, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Not much like Beatles who are brave, you know, they're all dead now, but they're brave. And they're rung out, and then they're like, wait a second, let's rescue her. Makes sense. Why would you just run off? That's shitty. I mean, I. So they're running back up the stairs, and it's just shit. Dumb shit. They're going up so many stairs, and they're going up more stairs, and more stairs, and more stairs, because um, why not? Not really practicing urgency. They're going really slowly. So even if this woman has been, like, had anything done, She's dead at this point. They try and open the door, but can't. So they force the door open, despite the fact that it won't open for. This woman, the woman before, from the boy has been stabbed, and there's a really pathetic fight between where one of the cult guys gets stabbed. Actually, no, he does get stabbed. He rips open his chest, and then he's pulled up the ceiling, and then we never see him again. And our faithful team rung off with the damsel after cutting her, the binds from her hands, although she's been stabbed, so, you know, she ain't going to make it much longer. So, oh shit, hands coming up from the floor now, that's kind of creepy. Weird, but creepy, and it's never explained. I know the other ones don't explain either, but... It's a bit bad. Oh shit, we see some birds, that's quite cool. So you see some old school effects, like... Hands coming through through the walls and doors that won't open. Oh shit! The um, window disappears, hands coming through the wall. It's quite a neat effect. Um, chairs on the table, objects flying all over the place. That's quite a good use of special effects. Handles that disappear. They're all trying to figure out a way to get outside because there's no obvious ways. Except, wait, they found a way out. So our characters are run to the basement, and that's all shiny and chrome. They're in the basement, and they're trying. And this woman's bleeding a lot. She doesn't look like she's gonna make it. And now they gotta try and figure a way out, and they're not really doing a very good job. This woman's really frantic. Um, our faithful guys are trying to escape, and. Hands coming up through the floor now, and they're running away. They're not sure whether this is real or not, but they don't want to chance it. They try and break through the trap door, and there's smoke everywhere, and God knows what is going to come after them if they don't escape quickly. Hands coming through them again. Like, terror. That's a really cool effect. I wonder how they did that. Anyway, they drag this woman with them outside. They're going to escape, and everything's all gushy. I'm glad this is short at least because fucking in my head feels like oh. No, they're running, they're running. Um, they're dragging this woman rather. 
house is about to, you know, not implode. Well, let's say implode, I guess. We won't see it, but I'm going to assume that's what happens. They're dragging this woman as fast as they can. They're dragging her, dragging her, dragging her, drag, 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 drag. Dragging some more. They've got car. They drag her. They're throwing her in car. <sighs> they drag her to the car. They push her in car. And they're going to drive away. They're going to drive away. Come on. They're going to drive away. Come on. Fucking hell. Get on with it. So, my straps are just Oh god, too too much caffeine probably. This woman's not going to make it, she looks really bad shape. They're driving as fast as they can and she's bleeding profusely. They've done good thing trying to rescue her and they're arguing that they'll have to go to the hospital and they find that no one's disagreeing with it. Driving, 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 this woman's, oh she looks bad. Driving, drive, driving, flash. Now the car stopped. It's just stopped. They can't drive. There's no power left in the car. They turn back and the woman's gone, but the guy who's trying to hold her is covered in blood. She's outside and she screams. And they look panicked because she's gone and their friend is also gone. And they can't get out. They're trapped and there's no way to get out of the car. They look panicked. They look terrified. Um, and now she's in front of them. And a bird flies past and she gives them look and just walks off and there's no way out for them. So it's like this was a trap and birds keep flying by and there's a train coming. And it's let's do the sound. Let's go chuck a 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 chuck Bang. And that's it. That is it. But that's that's it for you. That's not it for me. Because I've got to and record the opening. So I'm going to record that. And then I'm going to come back. And I'm going to... After I record the bit for the lads being lads. I'm going to record the epilogue. So I'll be back. For you... Shortly, for me shortly, but for you guys, I'll watch the opening earlier segment and then I'll finish. So, this is definitely weird. So, this is just a brief wrap-up, I guess you can call this section The End Is Epilogue, where I just pontificate on movies. So, it's not going to be a long segment, That, w- but that was a tiring review. And as I mentioned in a few of chapters... I have really bad headaches, so now I'm going to have some food. My thoughts on VHS, I think this is a really sleazy horror movie. I don't think it holds up to critical analysis. Sorry, I don't think it's particularly good, but I did enjoy parts of it. I like the um, acting by the main actress in the um, segment with the Skype. I thought the... That segment was a lot more fun than I remembered. Um, we have segments, uh, we have chapters that I like. I mean, I don't think I particularly enjoyed 
many of them. I've actually I thought segment in with the teenagers in the woods and or wherever that was. I thought that's quite fun. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I mean, it was an experience. I think in terms of quality of podcast, I think there was a sophomore slump, but it was less than it could have been. And I'm looking forward to VHS two next week, and I'm going to take a few days off, and I'm going to record that. And I hope you guys liked it. This was over two hours. And believe me, you think that's long. Listen to it. I feel twice that having caught it. But until I see you next week, remember, life is beautiful.